This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to this edition of Rockcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of technology, ministry, and community with Rock RMS. I am Emily Foreman, and with me today, of course, are John Edmiston and Nick Erdo. We are going to talk rock. Nick, kick it off. I will kick it off with some updates about rock versions. We are currently in the midst of a 15.3 alpha test phase. Um, it's only a handful of people testing it, but it's it's a relatively simple, straightforward release of Rock. It's got a lot of uh, polish and or fixes for the Obsidian event registration block. We kind of put a lot of time and energy into that. All those fixes from 15.3 will be in the 15.16.1, uh, which will be going into alpha you know, within a, a week or so. But... 15.3 should be going beta by the time this podcast hits the streets. All right. Um, 16.1 has tons of other fixes. Like we've been pouring lots of fixes into 16. Like I think we talked a little bit about it last mm-hmm. time. We swept through the the GitHub issues. We're just trying to crunch that down to the the inflow of issues that come in and get rid of all the old ones. We fixed lots of older issues so 16.1 has a lot of those fixes. Great. Very exciting. We did touch on that last time, and, yeah. and we've got a really cool pace going on with that. So good work to the dev team for being able to put that attention on there and plowing through those issues. And John. John really led the charge. and uh, was well, You the, said you didn't like all the issues, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> time to I handle didn't, that. Didn't imp- want you to spend your evenings, though. But thank you, and the whole community thanks you and everybody. Well, a lot of the dev- dev- developers have been putting a lot of time yeah, into that. For so sure. It's definitely been a team effort. Yep. We were temporarily but, under 60 uh, on Friday when I left and then still are. came back. It went up to 65. We got it back down. It's been a little bit of a battle. I closed one last night. Yep. Thank you. Yep. It's always a little bit of back and forth. Like the documentation said how to do it. (laughs) Thank you also for the great. Those happen. It's fair. Thank you for the great write-ups. That makes it a lot easier to to close issues. Yeah. I'd say most of our issues are really well written. Yeah. Now, sometimes we have a hard time reproducing it, but it's not really a, it's not always like, on the on the write-up mm-hmm. like if, if we say we can't reproduce it that's not a judgment of your write-up this is sometimes like there's like a small edge step that mm-hmm. that, that we don't know that the whole how to hold your mouth right is how my <laughs> grandfather would say it you're just not holding your mouth right we just don't know how to hold our mouth for that one and so the that back and forth di- uh, dialogue really helps a lot too yeah and videos screenshots always thankful when we get those some write-ups are just lacking any sort of significant detail and those are the hard ones yeah and our new policy on that is we're going to well we can't reproduce it we're going to say hey could you help us reproduce it Mm -hmm. then we'll probably wait about eight to ten business days and then we'll probably close it and you can always reopen it whoever opened the the original issue can always reopen it Mm -hmm. um so don't take that as like we're being resistant we're just trying to keep our count low 
the more issues that are in there, just the number of them takes so much longer to do because mm -hmm. we have to re-figure out, okay, what's the state of this one? So if we can keep that kind of clean, um, it's not that we're trying to purposely reduce the count. It's just much more efficient the fewer issues that we have in there. And there's still some issues in there we need to go through because there's still some that, that don't make sense. They're kind of older ones. Yeah. Um, so we'd like to get that count down probably about half of what we have today mm -hmm. as our, and then keep that as a metric to, mm -hmm. to keep it at that. Um, of course, we always like it to be zero, but there's just some that we know we need to fix. We know it's a bug, but we can't fix it that minute because mm -hmm. there's something else we're waiting for. So there'll always be a little bit of a backlog. But if you consider you know, how big Rock is to have 59 active issues. I That's mean, incredible. Go to another system that doesn't report them. They're going to have hundreds, perhaps thousands of open issues. Yeah, uh, we, we did that recently. We, I said, well, let's just go compare what like another CMS has, like Orchard. And I was so shocked that they had 1,800, I think. So, yeah. And the thing that the proprietary bug tracking systems that every CHMS vendor has, I'm sure there's just gobs of open issues um but we're not asking you to dig deep and find more no just give us the ones that are impacting your ministry and we're happy to look at those and join the alpha and beta testing teams if it makes sense and help us figure all of that out in the testing phase yes. which is ideal absolutely yeah. now there is danger too that the issue because there's so much attention and traction and that could it could come into turn into a help desk mm. and so you know if you're listening to this and you want to help moderate that like you can also also like tag issues is not, not really an issue and that that's helpful too or or, or answer or say hey it's, it's actually in the documentation right here if you have some extra time and interest that would be helpful too definitely yeah. check out our get involved page on the community site and you can see that option along with many others and um for all skill sets we could definitely use the help um all right, John, what are we working on right oh, now? Nothing. We took the week off. <laughs> oh, like, good. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anything else to do. No, it's been busy. Um, a lot of planning for V17, just trying to get the feature set dialed in. And I think what's been challenging is how to get the different features that we want to do to align with each other. So things like adaptive messaging, how does that align with email? Mm -hmm. It's really actually hard because we're trying to make email super, super easy for the Alicia Marbles of the world and trying to get the power of adaptive messaging to also have the simplicity of that. We're having to add some stuff, uh, all good stuff. Um, and also trying to figure out how to do some clever things. Um, so that's been a challenge trying to get the V17 features ready. There's a couple that are already ready, but um, trying to get the requirements done. Uh, also been working on uh, with the team, of course, uh, the new V2 API. And again, that's going to be, really really cool the search capability of that is going to you know blow minds and you know that's coming along pretty well you know i think we still have a little bit of work to do but it's it's mainly um the hard stuff's done it's just some of the tedious stuff uh it takes a little bit of time but it's pretty much downhill from here um also just been working on things like uh discussions with new relic there they found out about our integration and you know, there's some believers in that in that company. Uh, in fact, a CEO I found out today is a is a you know believer, and that's why he does a lot of the charity programs. Hmm, very cool. So they're impressed with what we're doing and trying to figure out how do they you know get more how, how do they make it easier for people to uh, get on their platform. And so we're going to update our documentation that helps them 
you know, get the, the, uh, nonprofit discount. So that was really cool. And I think we're going to try to meet up and there's still a few more technical things we would like to have some answers to on open telemetry as it relates to new relic. So that's really positive. Uh, there's also a migration on the spark side this week mm -hmm. to move from, uh, NMI to, to the full MyWell gateway. And so sometimes that's like a bit of a confusing topic is like there's, there's like a, uh, in the hit in the past, it was like my will slash NMI and mm -hmm. was the gateway. My, my will is kind of like the provider. Uh, and now my will has a different gateway. That's, um, better than NMI in a lot of ways. And so we decided it was worth our time and effort to port over to that. Uh, that transition went super smooth. Like, you know, we no one had to change your cards. No one had to do anything. Uh, super smooth. Love the new interface that the new gateway that my well has provides. Um, just really great. Um, so that went well. Uh, we still have one more bit to move over. So that way they handled all of our giving event registration, a majority of our transactions. Uh, the rock shop actually uses a different gateway because it goes all the way back to the pre 10 days when we had the, the rock shop and that uses the PayFlow pro gateway, which we're all aware is going away. <laughs> Not recommended. <laughs> yeah. So from PCI compliance perspective and it, it's, you know, back then the there wasn't all these new technologies. So it's written towards an older version of that. So we still have to do that transition and we probably will, will be doing that, you know, in the next couple of months. Uh, in some ways it'll be easier in some ways it'll be harder because, you know, the transitioning of the, of, of the saved accounts is, is it, we, we think is possible. We may not go down that path cause there's just not that much to it, but everybody might have to in the future re provide a credit card before they go do their, um, their store, you know, next, their next purchase, uh, which won't be too big of a deal. Uh, but then we'll be fully on, on my will and everything will be polished, which we've been wanting to get off Payflow pro for, you know, probably about six years. So <laughs> this is now finally forcing us to do it. So, uh, that'd be a good cleanup step. So, you know, really happy with, with that and, and how smooth that was. Uh, but we also ha had the opportunity to work with the engineering team at my will. They were uh, wanting to partner with us to fix the not really fixed, but enhance the the ability to do settlement batches. So your so your financial transaction batches in Rock could match the settlement batch as it comes out, and that's always been hard because there's this tension of, hey, we want to know our data right now. The pastor wants to know like how many people gave this weekend versus having to wait till everything settles mm -hmm. because you can't really put it in your bank until we know if it clears everything. And so there's that time it takes. So we in the beginning had kind of lean towards, well, the pastor wants to know, get it in there. And this, and then the batches might just have to be different. Well, this, now we can have our cake and eat it too. And so we, you know, we've been wanting to do that for a while, but it's just hard because we have to, we have to coordinate with a lot of things and we don't under, understand some, some things about gateways. And, you know, my will came along and said, Hey, we're willing to help, you know, you figure this out on your side. And, you know, of course they get a benefit that, now anybody, any gateway can take advantage of it. So it's uh, built into core. It's an open, an open API there uh, to do that. But it was helpful that they would come alongside and invest time in helping us understand what we would need to change and, and how all that works. Um, so that was really great that we were able to get that done. And I just love the fact that 
you know, churches can now know what their transactions are and have it simple uh, ability to, to reconcile that. So it was a win-win-win, I think, for everybody. Uh, we also released the mobile app version 5, which is a big update. Lots of things in there. Uh, too numerous to go through all of them. But one of the things I think I would highlight is the ability to make staff apps. So mm-hmm. Rock Mobile, in you know, its 1.0 rela- uh, re- release and all pre- you know releases since then was really focused on creating apps for your members and attendees, um, and this now adds other capabilities to do some staff app type things. So there's like a person profile page that you can put on there. Now you could have done that yourself, you know, doing some Lava templates and everything, but this gives you some really great things to hook into and. Um, there's some new searching, you know, for like the group member block has a lot more capabilities in terms of searching, um, some new authentication options for Auth0, lots of cool stuff. You go read the mobile release notes, all the details are there. And so that's super exciting to have that done. But I could, I could pretty much say that version six of Rock Mobile is almost done too. Ooh. And that is a parallel effort to get everything into uh, Maui, which is a new framework that Microsoft's releasing. It's very similar to the framework that we were on. So there's, for the most part, things just kind of work. There's a few things that don't. Um, but it's a really a, a framework of the future for, for Microsoft. It's a multi-platform approach they're pouring a lot of effort into you know really polishing it working on bug releases and performance improvements so it's exciting to be kind of in the middle of where microsoft is pouring its efforts um, because you get to see things happening really fast um there like i said as, as if you have an older version of rock mobile as you transition to this there could be some small things that change um, but Braden on the team who's been doing all of that work uh, has done a really great job of documenting it. And he's got a blog post that's going to go out when we're ready to publish this and a lot of transition information. So he's done a lot of work to make sure that when possible, we could just make it seamlessly work. And when it can't work that way, how to get around it easily. But I would say that is kind of a whole new generation of Rock Mobile. So yeah, don't think it's just going to be like push the button. Everything's going to be perfect. It could happen that way. Like if you have a very simple app, it probably will happen that way. But if you have some complex stuff, um, you might have to adjust uh, some minor layout issues. And he addresses all that. So um, really cool stuff. I mean, a, a lot of that's just within the last two weeks. So I feel that's like things exciting. move here at the speed of light. I think you're right. Um, another thing that we many of us got to work on is just some more uh, performance improvements. Mm-hmm. And it kind of drops into a topic of just, you know, how to keep your rock instance stable, which I think is something that, we, you know, we probably want to talk about on the podcast. I don't think that's a one type of conversation. You, you get it done in five, five minutes. This is like a, you know, eight hour, <laughs> you know, over two years type of topic. Um, Cause there's a, there's a lot of there's a there's a couple of right ways to do things in rock, and there's an infinite number of, of wrong mm. ways and, and and it's not it's not that people try to do it wrong, but it's just knowing what what works and what doesn't. And in a sense, rock's a little bit different in a product because we're giving you a tool set and you have to know how to use the tools. The 
cool thing with that is you can make new things that you know didn't exist. But the bad thing is that you're kind of responsible for how you built it. It's kind of like if you add on to your house, you can't blame the home the home builder for anything you've added on. And so our responsibility is to help educate and not say, well, here's a tool, go, good luck. Yep. That we provide, you know, instruction manual, but not only that, but there's classes or mm-hmm. tips for, you know, home building. Because um, sometimes, you know, if we give you a drill, it's, well, it's not that you used a drill wrong, but maybe the drill wasn't the right tool to use on that one. You yeah. know, maybe that, that one was supposed to be a hammer. Uh, and so we're constantly trying to provide more of those resources. Um, but I would say one tip I would probably say, and this isn't really a technical tip, it's more of a strategy tip, is as technologists, we're always um, interested in new things, right? Mm-hmm. We want to learn new things. We see something being done a different way, um, whether it be a new JavaScript framework or a new backend or something. And sometimes there's a temptation when you need to build something in Rock that you want to bring in some of these different things. And, you know, I, I get that because I have those same struggles and temptations. But I would say if you're building something in Rock for Rock, do it the Rock way. Mm. Not because it's better, but because it's more consistent. And that makes it better for the person who's going to come behind you because there always will be something coming behind you. Like we're not you know, eternal beings, <laughs> eventually we will retire or move or something, a life event happens that we have to, you know, step away from our current employment. And that, and that's really important for the church. I always think about the senior pastor as I'm trying to make my solution. I hope they never have to know how it's written, but I want them to feel comfortable that this is the best way possible for them long-term when they need to bring in either an, a par- another partner or a partner or a new staff member that they can go out to, that staff member could go out to the community and say, Oh, that, right. This is the way we do it. Um, the do- it, it aligns with the documentation versus the, Oh, well that was not bad, but it's so different. And so radically that I, we basically have to start over. Yeah. And so I think it's just trying to, in a sense, be self-sacrificing that we might have to use our hobby time or our home time to play with some of those technologies um, and do it the most consistent way possible. Um, just a thought. I mean, there's lots of other things that obviously we could talk about from a keep, how to keep your rock instance supportable. Uh, but And we can bring more of those into future podcasts as well. Yeah, I think one of the struggles we're kind of like realizing over the last few weeks is that there are a lot of these best practices that we talk about. We talk about them a lot. Mm-hmm. We haven't like boiled them down or, or kept them in one place. And so when we see certain things like, oh, well, yeah, you don't, don't do it this way. And then inside my head, I'm like, oh, it would be really nice if that was a, all in one place. Mm-hmm. And that's probably gonna be possible to have like a one consistent place. But I do think a lot of these best practices, many people in the community would say, repeat them because they've heard them and they know them and they do and they do them. But where's the one place that you can kind of mm-hmm. go to gather all that? So we're trying to figure out how do we do that in a library kind of yeah. stuff that doesn't probably belong in the general manual manuals. Um, those are more like on features and functionality, but in just general strategies. It's hard to have all of those possible strategies in your head. 
without having tripped on some things to figure them out as you go. Right. And sometimes it's just even to be able to point back to it and say, oh, mm -hmm. hey, uh, <clears throat> see point 12 of general configuration. Not only will it, will it give you information of like what is the best practice, but why is it a best, best practice? We always talk about having to understand the why. You can tell someone don't do that, but if they understand the why, it, it really cements it in. And, and it maybe gives some examples of you know, the right versus the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And it will never be comprehensive, but. No, impossible. But uh, a collection is, is a great idea. And we'll continue to bring some things up as we think through them or uh, run into them from time to time. So we always want to do our best to share what we know and learn with the whole community because um, it's better for everyone to know and to approach things the same way. So we've been really busy over here, as you can tell. There's just a lot going on on so many different fronts. Um, and we have a few end of year-ish reminders for you as well. We're actually in the start of the second month of the fourth quarter. That means the holidays are here, right? Second month of the fourth quarter. Wow. It's kind of scary. It is scary. I'm not really personally ready, but we also have to be ready at uh, the work that we're doing. So don't forget the key things like get your contribution statements tested now. That shouldn't come down to the wire. Take a look at your infrastructure and make sure your resourcing levels will be able to handle your Christmas influx in case some things have changed over time. So don't forget those things. Christmas is coming and we want you all to be prepared. I'm sure there will be a lot of other initiatives passing down here very soon from leadership about how to treat this particular season. Have you selected Nick and I's Christmas presents yet? <laughs> I can't tell you this publicly. Yeah, I'm not saying what it is, but have you have you thought about it? We're uh, talking white elephant gift. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, you just said be prepared. I'm just I've asking. been thinking about this for the past 12 months, so. I literally do that. I, I keep a list of things that Intent. I think, I think buying gifts is so fun. I don't really care about getting gifts, but. It is so fun when you get just the right thing figured out for someone. Yeah. Or something super funny. Yes. Either of those is great. Yes. Oh, so many things we could say. Now we're going to move on to the next topic on my list. Don't also forget the conference is coming and you'll want to get those tickets if possible on this year's budget. The price continues to go up the closer we get to the event because that's when our prices start to go up and we have to lock things in. So now is better than later. And the closer we get to the end of the year, the more you'll have on your plate. So just get those ticket purchases knocked out. And we've said it before, but we'll remind you again, it's okay if you have to change who's coming closer to the event. Um, we can move names around later. So just purchase the number of tickets that you'll need. And don't forget those uh, new tracks that we have for other teams this year on generosity, engagement, and communications. We know the rock community has really benefited from the conference, being able to collaborate, come together, share things. Some of the other teams that use rock are a little more um, separated or distanced from from the rock team and they may not have had the benefit of collaborating with other churches in the same way um, or understood the vision and innovation of what's possible in their space with the rock tool set so we want to help put that type of experience together for your staff who are in finance teams for the generosity track communications teams and then connections engagement discipleship teams they're going to be um have their own areas to connect and learn, and it will be an incredible time. We'll probably even have some 
uh, unveiling things that we're launching that will be beneficial to certain teams at that time. So make sure that they're aware of this opportunity and have the, and have the ability to come and budget for that too. Plus the hotel's being re- renovated, right? Yes. Going to want to see that. I know. When's that supposed to be done? So we get a sneak peek in January. We should be able to get in and see what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. I now I'm crossing my fingers that their construction schedules work out better than my latest home remodel schedule, which was quite behind. It would be hard to to top to that be one worse than that <laughs> yeah that was literally the worst i think they do have events in january so whether they have to work around the clock or not they they should have it in place so yeah i'm looking forward to it, it looked like some pretty cool ideas they had yeah it definitely did and i think it'll be it'll be fun to see what that looks like with our conference in the middle of it it'll it'll look very nice yeah i'm just kind of wondering what they're doing with some of those strange chairs they had in the lobby oh the those like super the high back chairs the bright red ones that yeah. look like thrones from like uh, alice in wonderland or something yeah yeah, wonder, I, I wonder if you'll gone. get one of those for Christmas. <laughs> I just have to say to just everyone saying. who listens, <clears throat> don't be surprised by anything like that that happens. There's just too much creative energy flowing over here sometimes in certain areas. Um, okay, so let's uh, also mention an, our funding update. So you've heard from us about the update in the commitment amount for next year, and you've heard why, but a few of the things you may not know, and we know from talking to churches, you're you're working with your budgeting teams and you're figuring it out. Our team is also trying to allocate how quickly we can approach next gen next year, what resourcing we need to hire, how we move through things. So we're in the planning phases too. As soon as you know when and how you'll be able to make those commitment adjustments, can you please go into your community portal site, update your commitment amount, and just put the start date in there. Um, That start date is the key that you'll use to know to say, hey, you know, I just talked with a church this week. Their, Their budget cycle starts April 1st, so they have to adjust their start date to April 1st. That's okay. All of that communication really helps us plan. And we're trying to plan for next year too. There's a lot that we'd like to do and we want to know how much of that we'll be able to do. So please go in and make those updates as soon as possible and reach out to us with any questions that you might have. And finally, our classes for 2024 are up online. So if you're looking to send someone um, and you're talking to them, maybe in an end of year um, um, sync up with your team, kind of how are things going? What are our goals for next year? Those classes are available for someone to register for now. So they have them all set and ready to go to hit next year's goals. So we're trying to help you plan. Um, thank you for helping us plan. There is so much going on right now, I'm sure, at your church as well as here at Rock. It's exciting to be able to share that with you. It's incredible that it's already this time of year, um, but it has been a great year and we're looking forward to the next one. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get podcasts so that you can hear from us again in the future. We'll have more exciting updates. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor, IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors.